0: Welcome to the Limitless Outdoors podcast. We are continuing our series today on planning a hunt in Alaska, doing a DIY moose hunt in Alaska. And this is part two. And in this part of the series, uh, we're going to be really pressing into the gear and food. So really these first two parts are focusing on what needs to be done before I even go to Alaska, all the steps that need to be taken. And in this one, we're going to be looking at the gear and food. And we were just talking before we jumped on here, how gear is what really makes and breaks uh, a lot of the hunt, right? And yeah. so uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And Joshua's going to be asking us some questions and we're going to be answering them. What's going on?
1: How are you? Doing well. Yeah. You? Very good. Very good. It's been a long time since I spoke oh, with you last. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so now in the first part, we went over the tags, we went over um, uh, going in and uh, getting Getting actually like a uh, a pilot coming in, getting an air taxi, getting the tag situation, talking about some of the hunting laws, and going over you know the the legal aspects of it. Now nobody's going to um, get into get onto you too bad about the gear. I'm sure there's cartridge restrictions that we can talk about later, but but now we're talking about okay, minimums and then creature comforts. I guess there's a there's a there's a bare minimum line that we need to be looking at. When, when people are actually going out there to Alaska, because you're taking an air taxi in and you're getting dropped off. So what kind of support could somebody start to expect
0: after that? Uh, very minimal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so when you start thinking about gear, I'll start it out this way. Um, Hunting in New Zealand, they're just they do things a little bit differently there. And one of the things that they talk about is how Americans are all about the gimmicks. Like mm-hmm. we have all this different technical gear and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And one of the things I've heard a lot of times over there is that um, all you need to be successful is some ambition and a good shooting rifle. In New Zealand, yeah, yeah all you need yeah. is some ambition and a good shooting rifle. Mm. Um, and I would say to a large level, that's true. Like we've we've gotten so much incredible gear nowadays. Uh, but Alaska, you're not going home and getting warm by the fire. You're not going and taking a hot shower. You're out there and whatever you have to survive with is what you got. And so, it, especially in the areas that we hunt, it's really wet and it's down around that freezing mark when it's really wet. And so, okay. um, you got to have the right gear. And the wet compounds that. Oh, yeah. yeah. you got And nobody's coming to get you. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about in the first one, there's times where... <laughs> two, three, four days we've been there and there are no fly days there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming to get you on okay. those days. So if anything goes wrong, you got to be, you got to be strategically thinking as you're planning out this hunt, um, how do I take care of myself if getting out, not an
1: option. So would you say that, uh, it would be wise to overpack um, uh, you know, to, to like overpack as opposed to being like, like maybe well, like within you
0: say reason for yeah. sure. Okay. And I uh, think hopefully the thing we're trying to flesh out is um, because we've overpacked a lot, but uh, we want to help you. We want to help people think through the right things to pack. So it's I not mean. just a, you're not just packing tons of gear. Cause there's so many trips and every trip we find something that we really didn't need and something that we really did need. So, so, yeah. so one last question before we get into
1: <coughs> really get into, you know, the, the what's, you know, is we talked about the air taxi you're flying in mm-hmm. and these planes are not necessarily huge so are there weight restrictions that people need to be thinking about
2: yeah yeah for sure i mean what is a 206 it's like 900 pounds roughly yeah, useful load and is with, that with is so that so after <coughs> the pilot okay. that? Yeah. yeah so so does that include the people as well yeah so okay. you got your pilot you can figure
0: 200 pounds on him so you're looking at usually 700 pounds but if you're talking about a super cub you're only a couple hundred pounds of gear so
1: then if you're yeah. if you're talking about in, in that larger plane what's that plane a 206. A 206. is what mark wise? Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you, you have a 206, then you have the pilot that's 200 pounds. So yeah. that's down to 700. Yeah. Now you have the hunters that are each 200 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So now
0: we're down to 300 pounds again. gear. There you go.
1: Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's the number I was looking for. Okay, yeah. and then in and a so Super
0: Cup, you're looking... Way less. I mean, Super Cup's two guys, right? So you got a front and a back, and mm-hmm. then maybe some gear shoved in there and okay. stuffed on top of your lap and tied to the outside <laughs> of the plane, right? Yeah. And so what you got to think about, it's not that you can't bring more gear. But so like where we fly out to and back, um, it's $1,500 a trip. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I don't get my gear under 300 pounds Mm -hmm. with the two of us, that means a second trip for the plane. So instead of $1,500 out, $1,500 back, now I'm looking at three thousand out, three thousand back. Oh, to yeah. To get yeah, us in and so out, so that's fifteen hundred the,
1: back there and back.
0: Yeah. So it's fifteen, fifteen. So it's the yeah, third grade. yeah, oh, oh, yeah. This is all just one oh, wow. way, 1, one way out. Because he's got to fly out and back. You know, oh, but, wow. Yeah, and so these are where gear weight considerations really come Yeah. In yeah for with sure. two guys. Yeah, yeah very good. Money.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so then, so then when we're looking at gear, I guess the first thing because we're trying to stay warm. Uh, is it like, what's the temperatures like? And so uh, we're looking at clothing considerations.
2: What are, you, what are you dressing for? We've hit 60 degrees before. Yeah. We've had like insanely hot ones where you wish you had a t-shirt, but the bugs are so bad that you have to have a light long sleeve on. Um, but then we've gotten down in the 20s. It, it's I mean, yeah, there's a huge range. Depending on, on where you're, you're at. I mean, if you're hunting over in the Wrangles
0: or you're up in the Brooks Range, you're going to be cold. It could potentially be cold, cold. Yeah, You know, we're hunting more kind of middle ground and we're out on the coast. So you get that coastal weather. It's a little bit warmer, but a lot wetter where yeah. we're at. Yeah. Will the air taxi be able to tell you what to expect or should you... Yeah, need so all these guys are living local. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. they know the... They'll give you they some info and okay.
2: a good pulse on what's going so on So then on, there.
1: on the clothing, on the clothing um, would you say that it, it is like a requirement to get good technical clothing that is made
2: for this purpose? I'd say primary thing is... It, it, this depends on where you're at like where we're at rain gear is key if you have bad rain gear you're not staying out there like you just won't you you'll have to go back to the tent and if you don't have a stove you're just gonna freeze that's that's the fact of the matter it it boils down to rain gear where we are but um it depends on where you are if you have if you're traveling a lot and you need a light um warm layers you need to have puffies it varies i mean we we bring puffy pants and puffy jacket with us where we go' cause it there's mornings where you're sitting and glassing and it's cold. Yeah. I think, I think we should define technical though. So when I
0: think of technical gear, um, I'm thinking some of your leading brands, right? Like you got QU, Sitka, Eberly stock. Like, yeah, as far as just, I know, there's only one leading brand. Well, totally. Right. <laughs> right. So these are, the, these, are your top, these are kind of your top dogs. You got stone right. glacier in there. Right. Uh, but when I'm thinking of technical gear, I'm thinking of like really fine made good stuff. And that's So that's how I would kind of define technical gear. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about what I found in that region too. But what I would make, I would make a differentiation. I would say that there's the technical high end expensive gear. And then I would say there's effective gear. And as long as you have effective gear, that is, I mean, like Colton said, if you can't stop the rain, it's going to stop your hunt. Like Mm. that's the reality. So you should
1: prioritize. So then when, when people are looking at clothing, should they necessarily like prioritize? They don't need to get a full outfit. But they should prioritize certain things. Maybe put it on a tier list. You know, say like, okay, priority number one is your rain gear. Priority number two, yeah, and
2: that varies on where you're hunting. Okay, but yeah, for the coastal hunts, you are going to want very, very good, durable rain gear that's not going to break down after a couple days. And I've worn, we've worn gear up there where it is falling off of you. We had uh, gear three years ago where. Th- the pants were literally falling down around our ankles. I love, ankles that. I love where that Justin it, it, just starts laughing all what, of a sudden, I, like you guys know. I don't even imagine this visual. We're hiking <laughs> along with moose on our packs with 120 pounds on our back. Yeah. And just suffering. And the whole time you're grabbing your pants and ripping them up, trying to get them around your backpack. Yeah. Cause the backpack's crushed into your back and you can't hardly lift the yeah. things up. So yeah. basically we were looking like a fool with our pants on the ground. That's yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's super you exactly. guys, you guys belong somewhere in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But wow. no, it, it like, when you look at this gear, you want to know without a doubt that it's going to work. Yeah. So some of the, um,
0: if we're just going to talk of rain gear for just a second here, the lighter stuff is just not going to, not going to cut it for you. So like if you're looking to shave weight and you're, you're not going to do it, don't do it in the rain gear department okay. because I had one. Is that, is that throughout all of Alaska as far as rain gear is concerned? Yes. Like, so, okay, okay. So, so the, your, your thing is that light rain gear um, is awesome if brush wasn't a factor uh mm-hmm. but brush is a factor and then just imagine just getting pounded by relentless rain and um the rain gear is so important so the brush like willow and we'll talk some about it in the hunting section of this um series but uh the willow and alder and stuff everything's snagging on it as soon as you get a hole in your rain gear you're wet. just inevitably it's always in the worst spot possible right. yeah. <laughs> and it's just pouring in
2: there's also the other side of that where you want to pick out rain gear that you're able to breathe in and not overheat. Cause if you get wet on the inside, then okay, you're also yeah. done for. So, right.
0: And you know, there's a lot of, okay. So, so go ahead. I mean,
1: I mean, I know that Merino wools can be, you know, very helpful. I mean, I hunt, I hunt with Merino yeah. as well. Yeah. So I guess, you know, having a good base layer yeah. is all, it would be like step number
2: two. Yeah, it helps you, it helps you to not. So be,
0: like I said, I think you got to look at everything through the lens of nobody's coming for me and the weather can do anything. So mm-hmm. from, I, I would just plan on 10 degrees to 60 degrees um and being prepared for all of that right and yeah. but one thing that i've found is i like to have a lot of socks um i know guys that never change their socks that's just bizarre to me yeah. but uh i like to have a lot of socks a couple of pairs of underwear i don't change my underwear all that often mm, when i'm out camping. yeah it's yeah. pretty gross yeah but i'm just being real right <laughs> maybe three times um, yeah. a Two couple weeks. shirt a couple shirts like a couple, you we just don't change our clothes right like now. we just reek you come out okay, and people yeah, are falling yeah. over as you so, walk by, have and you know really, we really
2: don't change our clothes very often. Really, like yeah. our scent, it's one thing that we thought we would do more. You always well, think well, you're well that's what I'm thinking
0: about.
1: The scent, you know, like you'd be worried about. you no, know. you don't care really. about it.
0: Hunt the wind. <laughs> yeah, just hunt the wind.
1: Right. You mean learn how to hunt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 gotcha. Okay, no, but you know, um, you, can, you don't you don't pack scent away. I would be you know, what,
0: when I'm thinking about gear. I would be prepared for all of those and then okay. have them with you because over the course, I've hunted up there. I think eight times for moose, eight seasons for moose now, and almost every single one of them you get the whole spectrum of weather. Mm-hmm. And so it's just good to be prepared for all of it. It makes you gives your staying power.
1: Okay, right. well, so so then in clothing, you know, cuz I you know, when when you're looking at packing, you can't you, you said from 10 degrees to 60 degrees. You can't like pack everything though. So, are there any um, pieces of clothing that you would recommend that covers a
2: really broad range? Good base layers, puffies, rain jacket. If you have those yeah. if you have the good base layers, some puffy upper and lower yeah. and then a good rain jacket i mean you can throw that rain jacket over the top of your puffy and you're going to stay warm it, it'll cut the wind out it'll it'll do those things and then obviously really good high quality socks you want some great socks with you and underwear and um i'll just yeah i'll give you my this is how i dress every single day
0: pretty much throughout all of hunting season um i have a t-shirt on first and then what kind run, of t-shirt Um, a cotton T-shirt. Oh, a cotton T-shirt. I'm I'm the real deal. deal. Wow, I'm the real deal. Cotton. Um, and then I run a merino wool top like this. I run on this hood. I love this hoodie. Uh, and then I've got. And if I'm not, I'm not necessarily wearing all these things, but this is what I have in my pack every single day that I'm hunting. I have this vest, a puffy vest. I have a puffy jacket, and I have rain jacket.
2: Yep. And And then your extra base layers, throw them in a dry bag in your pack. If they get wet, then. And so that's how I hunt
0: every day. And you like layering has become a big thing yeah. and because it's a big thing like yeah, it yeah, should. Yeah. And now we have awesome stuff for it. And so over the course of a day, I'll I'll start off with a rain jacket and a puffy, two puffies on and this, and then you'll be down to a t-shirt, yeah. you know, I see
1: you're relatively
0: obsessed
2: with that, that vest. There. I, I am. I pretty you're, much you're, wear it <laughs> nonstop. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's funny because earlier this year he was not a vest man, but I'm now not a is. vest man. So uh, I I have a hard yeah. time with it. And now you I just mean.
0: wait until you get into a vest. Yeah. Uh, He's invested now. <laughs> I'm invested. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So, so but other, I want to yeah. come, I want to circle
0: so, back to that rain gear just okay. real quick okay. because yeah, yeah. I have had some absolutely miserable hunts because of rain gear. I mean, yeah. Shane and I were hunting a couple of years ago. We got eight miles from camp and it was pouring rain and there was no way back to camp. And so we spent the night under a spruce tree in rain gear that was not working and like as close to dying as possible in the rain. And I just swore from then on that I would never have bad rain gear again. So let me, I'll just give you my experience. And there's a lot of great stuff out there now. Um, I ran QU for years and really loved the QU. And then we started working with Everly Stock. I saw that they were coming out with some new, um, some new, uh, new gear line. Yeah. And so here's the cool thing about it. Like I've run Everly Stock packs from the begin, like way early on and always loved them. Um, tried some of these other technical packs and, but I just loved their, their philosophy of how they do business and just really bringing some good gear to the table.
1: What is that philosophy?
0: Um, so they just really believe in testing all their stuff and like, it would be practical. And here's the thing that I love about them is they never, never settle for just a product that works well. Like they're always looking to improve it. And I like that. Um, I like that in a company. I like that in a person where they're always looking to improve. And so Um, And they're always open to feedback, and I love that about working with them. So, we switched over to Eberly Stock and tried out some of their gear this year because Mm. I was like, I was going through a coat, a a rain jacket and pants a year. Yeah, you told me about that. Like zipper, I've had more zipper problems, like they're always busting. And when that happens on a hunt that you've like dreamed about your whole life and all of a sudden it could compromise it, that's a big deal. So, we switched over to Eberly Stock, and it has been... Like I'm going into season two with gear that is just totally holding up and the rain gear. I never had a leak and I've had leaks out of everything else that I've used. Now I haven't used all the brands, yeah, but, um, a lot of the stuff that I've used, all the stuff that I have used, I've had them leak on me in Alaska yeah, yeah. and every stock was the first one that hasn't done it. Just
2: like ripping and stuff. Yeah. Ripping. Um, and just letting water through through after the usage, like Justin said before, that brush is horrible. On stuff. And it, for some reason, other gear just doesn't, it hasn't for us held up against the abuse that we put it through in there in that environment. And this year we did not get wet. And we, I mean, we we're, if everything was breathing well. A lot of times when it's warm out, Justin and I are running base layers and the rain gear, and that's it. Like, yeah. we don't have any other pants okay. on, nothing. Gotcha, it's just, gotcha. It, and you yeah. get super mobility out of it and everything else. The rain gear that they have, it's built with suspenders so you're, on you're it.
1: So, you're just wearing, you're, you're wearing long johns. And yeah, like sometimes, sometimes and rain gear just and underwear. I was yeah. so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> just thinking, you know, you go through all those mental images, and you're
2: like, oh, okay, so yeah. that's what's happening here in yeah. this video. Yeah, there for sure. Go. If you can <laughs> really <laughs> see under the surface. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, But honestly, like, their pants stayed up yeah. well. They uh, have suspenders built in on them, and those suspenders are they're able to be taken off and put on other gear okay. so that if you don't want, like if you want to transfer it to something yeah. else, you can do that. Yeah. So that's kind of their name that's of cool. the game is yeah, modularity yeah. to where you can switch something from one thing yeah. to another. Well,
1: I always easily. wonder because of those, like the way that the, you know, a lot of companies do pants, Um, all, all the companies, they'll, they'll do that like that small, medium, large, extra large. Yeah. And you're like, how do I, how do I know large? You know, it's yeah, like, what it, size you, fits yeah, yeah, Yeah. So the idea of that, you know,
2: what? So I like I typically wear medium size regular clothing, yeah. um, but with with rain gear and stuff like that, you want to go with an extra size up. That way, you have room mm. for putting on other stuff. You don't yeah. want it super tight on you yeah. and give yourself room to breathe underneath. I mean, earbuds, this is so. definitely the rain gear. You, guys, you know.
0: might be listening to I, this and it's like dominating the conversation, but I'm just telling you right now, yeah. it is the difference between. A an good enjoyable hunt. and yeah. good and successful hunt at times. That, and that's what I'm
2: totally miserable.
1: That's what I'm getting. So I was, I was thinking that too. I'm like, okay, well, what
2: about other clothing? Could
1: you speak about And you, you just keep going back to this rain gear. Uh,
2: the puff, <laughs> yeah. I will say the puffies no, I, are super important when yeah. you're glassing. Um, there's nothing like, if you, in Alaska, you can run into circumstances where you're glassing for hours. That's days. Just the, days. Yeah. And yeah. if you're cold, you're not going to sit there for very long and you're going to miss out on a lot of really great opportunity. So bring puffy, um, what about uh, boots? Like we oh, run yeah. a lot of
0: different boots. What do you What are you running for boots well, nowadays?
2: Yeah, we've been running uh, the crispy uh, GTX. Is yeah, what I've been running so um, a good pack boot. You want something with some height to it. Uh, we bring camp shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge thing. When you get back to camp, you you're going to end up walking around. You have to get water. You have to do get firewood. Things like that. You want to have camp shoes on you because it'll just be miserable if you're having to put on these wet boots all the time. And and that's a, the reality is up there. It doesn't matter how waterproof your boots are. If you go into the water, water's coming over the top mm-hmm. and you are going to have wet boots. Do you run waterproof boots? Oh yeah. yeah. So, all, okay. So, so like he
1: asked about boots, how about, how about we ask, how about we, what, what, what makes the boots particular? Cause I know that you've, you've talked about a couple of different, there's, there's a couple of different brands out there that provide yeah. good boots. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, specifically what should somebody look for in the boots that they're wearing
0: uh i would start with the price if they're not four hundred dollars they're not a good boot
1: <laughs> at the end of the day that's such yeah. a burn uh, oh, so no, hold
2: it's on. real uh, like, it's I a am, very real thing
0: you know what it you never you could. do uh, 10 years ago you never could have told me i would ever spend that much on a pair of boots um but the difference is night and day like literally so we hunt um a lot in real breaksy country throughout the year yeah. in what in what country? like breaks you know like where <laughs> steep nasty ground. breaks into nasty oh, rocky okay, ground gotcha. um sheep country you okay. can say it oh, that yeah, way yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh and i have literally seen pairs of hundred and two hundred dollar boots get eaten up in a single trip by guys i mean brand new boots at the start oh, yeah. soles mm-hmm. coming off by the end of the yeah, trip brendan really? had that
2: happen on a hunt it just is, completely destroyed them in so that that is three days that so essentially not an you, exaggeration you spent
1: you spent two hundred dollars on these boots and then they're gone yeah so it's an investment
2: so the
0: average guy like we what have a lot of days in the field um average guy that maybe hunts a couple weeks a year is going to mm-hmm. buy a pair of these 400 dollars boots and they're going to last them five to ten seasons mm-hmm. uh yeah. the advantages are the materials are so much better the craftsmanship so much better like the crispies and kennetrex i've never had them leak ever on me yeah. um and that's running them hard till there's not a sole left there's no soul left yeah. on them right and they're just totally shredded and so just at, those are excellent features in alaska ankle support far superior to most other things. And there's a lot of other boots out there. There's Schnee's and there's uh, Loa's and... Lathrop and Sons. Yeah. You a lot want of a quality boots, boot. But you I'm, really want a quality I'm not joking boot. you. Like when you get into that $400, I know that sounds just terribly... It does. ...elitist here. Um, but that $400 boot range is one of the best investments you can make. And you, accept, there's so, you spend so much more on all gear that yeah. you're going to buy anyway.
1: Well, if you look at if you look at the price of ammo now, you know, people, they'll buy a box of 20 rounds of, you know, 300 Weatherby. And it's almost $100 and you're like, wow, you know, or you got, you know, one of the Nosler, you got, I I was looking at 30 Nosler the other day on Midway USA and it was $101 for 20 rounds. And there was nothing special about the actual ammo itself. And I was like, holy
0: crap. Yeah. Or you fill up your pickup for 150 bucks. That's the other thing, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: that, 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 that's, that's a can of worms. I know.
0: I, and we Uh, threw out some good names there. Those are, but I would would really, so people are looking for a high
1: top. They're looking for something that's waterproof.
0: Yes. Okay
1: and absolutely um, waterproof. and
0: anything else specific about the
1: boots when they're trying to pick out a boot. high high top and waterproof yeah those are just the and two i would say and honestly else,
0: you're look, if you're looking at those if you're looking at those boots you're looking okay. in that 400 in, in alaska
2: thing. in alaska i'd recommend insulated yeah. as well the insulated parts are a big key up there yeah, uh we run insulated way. boots all the time all throughout the okay. year it gets hot how occasionally. insulated
1: how insulated uh, 400, we're running, 400, yeah. I think usually. we're running four hundred gram. Okay. And so insulate, somebody could pick so. a, if they if they can afford to only get one boot, one pair of boots.
2: Yeah, get a get 400 a pair insulated,
1: gram, four hundred gram insulated. Yeah, you know, it, high top.
2: Freezing feet's no fun. You're you're if you lose your feet up there, you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you just sit there by the lake and wait for somebody to come pick you up. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. so um so now okay
1: so we got we got kind of a basic you know three thousand you know foot view about um. About actually like for the clothing side. Now, what about other gear? So we're looking at tents. Well, so, we're so you can't wear how you're sleeping. Yeah, you know, there's
0: one thing that like you basically boots are synonymous with gaiters. Like you have to have gaiters. Okay. okay. In yeah. Alaska, yeah. Um, protects th- your pants. Okay, yeah. Two things it's going to do. It's okay. going to protect your pants, your rain gear, especially okay. like the bottoms when you're dragging through yeah. brush and stuff. Yeah. But also those gaiters, you can walk through water. You know, up to like how tall are the gaiters? Uh, we run gaiters up to the top of our calves, right? And yeah. So. 16 inches or so something like that but what that enables you to do is to walk and you can't like just sit there in the water the water will flow up and underneath them and get into your boots but if you high step we just kind of high step through the water um, and you'll see it in our videos but we can go way over our boots with them and so, and then when you get into snow conditions, you can... Yeah.
1: Yeah. How how deep would you say that the waters are that you, you know, that you that you Definitely over the see. boots, like yeah. 16,
0: 14 inches sometimes. Okay. okay. So, okay. yeah. I mean, if Unless you're wearing the gets stuck in the creek, then, we, then we're all the way up yeah. and yeah. pushing. Yeah. <laughs> or no, or like somebody falls over. They save your feet from getting wet a lot of times and then they yeah. save your pants big time, yeah. especially when you start spending bigger money on some of this nice technical gear. So, so how many pairs of pants would you take? Um, I take two pairs of pants. Yeah. I take pretty much two of everything is what I take. Two Except of for socks and underwear. Okay. I take except for the
1: socks. Oh, you have three pair of underwear. Yeah, three we pair know of that. Underwear, yeah, yeah. Three pair for fifteen yeah.
2: days. If you're gonna be One out there every for five about days. two weeks, bring bring at least seven pairs of socks. If you're gonna if you're planning on two weeks, bring seven pairs of socks. Yeah. And good reasonable. socks. Really good like you we ran darn tough for years. Um I'm starting to test out these Aberley socks.
1: Yeah. socks i see and, you're wearing them right now yeah yeah they're comfortable yeah, yeah. so you were wearing I, them last night at home yeah. too oh yeah yeah, yeah.
2: so yeah. no the, just they just chilling you got the yeah. Everly talk underwear too <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> oh, we weren't going to talk about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> the special underwear <laughs> yeah. voice and yeah
1: that's yeah, funny yeah yeah so um all right so we yeah other some, gear it got some product development oh yeah so uh so now we're looking at like sleep system so um, like I'm from, I'm from the East coast. We've got trees all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. but like, so I don't know what Alaska's life. I've never hunted in Alaska. So, and, you know, we're not running, I guess you're not doing hammock camping there. No, you're no. going to be, you're going to definitely a tent. There's no trees. So yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. So definitely a tent. So what are we looking at as far as the tent, like
0: is concerned and, and the sleep system there. First time, first couple times I hunted Alaska, I had a little tiny tent. Okay. And... Don't do that. Was it amazing? You no, loved it. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. Um, you're you're how tall? I'm six two. Okay, so you're six two. So you're the same height yeah. as me. Colton, yeah. not quite a six footer. Kind of a shorter man. It's like sub fathom as Justin likes to <laughs> call Sub fathom. Yeah. He's he's the little brother. He's yeah. the little brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> Vertically impaired, five eleven and a half. Yeah. Just round it up. Yeah, he's almost six foot. I mean, he's he's a good size for a man. Typically. Anyway, so so a small tent would be
1: um, a small tent is hard for like somebody a, who's tall. A three anyway.
0: man is a small tent. Okay, um, okay, that's
1: what you mean by that. You don't mean like a like a little bivy. No. Okay. yeah. So a
0: three man is a small tent when you're okay. out there for two weeks. You got your gear. You got to protect your gear. Um, Overall, your gear has to fit inside the tent. Yeah. yeah. So I've been run, we've been running um, six man tents for quite a while. For how now, many people? If you're not going to have two. a stove for two. A for six two man people. tent, six for two people. Okay, yeah. yeah I would that would allow you to spread out your gear, let it dry a little bit while you're. If you're, you're gone. gonna have four guys, have two six man tents. Really? Uh, wow. yeah. You're just gonna be more, way more comfortable. It's gonna give you staying power. You can hang stuff up to dry. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, six-man tent on that side needs to be a great tent, not a cheap Walmart tent. Um, okay. High winds. You have to, well, it
1: has you to be durable. Hate and hating on walmart
2: Yeah. yeah sorry about that, Sam. No. Yeah. Was, was we, that Ozark
1: Trail? That's yeah. Ozark Trail. We ran yeah.
2: some REI tents. Yeah. Le, not last year, the year before. You guys were running a Cabela's tent that I, I saw a lot oh, of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you love so that one. And they
1: discontinued what, so finally, it, too.
0: That's the new upgraded. Yeah. And so, finally, I shipped our nice... So, they recontinued it they recontinued the tent okay. Okay. it's your yeah. fault yeah it is yeah. Totally. and um <laughs> so i bought a new one this year and kept it down here i shipped our old one to alaska oh, wow. with a stove okay, okay. total game changer it so that, hots, so everything. you're still
1: running that tent yeah oh, Six yeah. Years. oh wow
0: what's so, going seven years okay now. so
1: if everybody wants to know what tent that is what is it It's
0: the cabela's instinct outfitter okay and they yeah. are
1: not sponsoring us or anything too no, so we don't no, get anything we should yeah
0: no, it's the it's best phenomenal. The best. Yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: And so yeah, mm-hmm. that tent with a stove and a couple of cots, like mm-hmm. we maxed out the plane this year. We, we pulled, did, we, we pushed 300 it. pounds of gear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so what I like to do now, so I'll just fast forward to now, cause I could tell you about all the struggles I've gone through. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, we run, I'd have either a six man tent or that Cabela's instinct outfitter. Um, if you have the weight to bring in a stove and then, um, Cots. We also, yeah, we have the cots, but I also have a super light Big Agnes tent. Um, oh, okay. It's one pound fifteen ounces. It's the uh, Tiger Tiger Wall Platinum. Wall or three, so, I yeah. Think. It's one pound fifteen ounces. Yeah, okay. three man tent with yeah. vestibules. So that's in my pack for spike camping, and that's that's what really do you mean important. by Spike camp, yeah. So we'll we'll set up a base camp on the lake, yeah. um where that's kind of the the hub of our activity, and then a lot of times you'll have drainages go in different directions, and these moose will be a few miles back these drainages, and so. We'll head up and we'll see kind of the lay of the land. And then, uh, and we'll talk about this in the hunting section of this more, but um, sometimes these moose are only moving for a couple hours a day. And so I want to be, it might be three hours from base camp to where I want to be glassing. And so I want to be there at light. And so we'll go up with our gear and we'll set up a spike camp. And that's where, you know, if the weather comes and blows us out, we can always go back to our base camp. All of our stuff's dry, secure there, but we can get by out there. And have staying power just up in the the spot that we want to be. Boy, we can get off into the weeds asking about all that. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah we're yeah, going to. Yeah, we're yeah, going to okay. talk a lot yeah. about... When it comes to the hunting side, we're going to talk a lot about okay. the actual... Okay, hunt. very
1: good. Yeah. So then, um, so then, um, I see you guys always have a boat in your videos. Yeah.
0: yeah it's because we love the water. I was going <laughs> to say, like, why do you take a
1: boat? <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't typically, so, so is a boat yeah. required? Is is that what's okay? That?
0: you've never experienced and Colton's going to speak into the boat thing here big time, but i yeah. got to say this. You have never experienced feeling so trapped in your life as when a plane flies you in and drops you off and all you can see for 10, 15 miles in every direction is a wall of alder. And you're just like, and you start to walk and it's hard to walk anywhere. And you're like, I can't go anywhere. If I find a moose, it's going to have to be right here. And the boat opens up so many, I don't know, for me, it's just like, <sighs> I could breathe yeah, again. The first time that God. you had a
2: boat was what? Three. The first time that I went up three yeah. seasons ago. Yeah. And it, I mean, where we were at, we were on a lake that year and it was one of those things that where we got dropped off didn't work. Like it just flat out didn't work. We were fighting through 12 foot tall, giant alder. Who are you with? Justin. Oh, you are with Justin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: remember what I said about the $1,500 out? So if you want to get moved, right? So you've already flown yourself out there. Say you want to get moved. You're like, this spot is terrible. There's you more get money.
2: $1,500, <laughs> plane comes out and moves you over to another spot. And he might not be able to get you because meat and moose, they take priority. So if somebody gets a moose down and he's dealing with that air taxi, he's dealing with 15 up to 20 different camps potentially he has to take care of those guys. So how far, how far apart are these camps would you say?
0: Oh, you never, most of the time you never see them when we're yeah. motoring around. So that's why I was
1: wondering what? if you're using yeah. the boat and you're
0: moving from one location to the next, like, would well, you, you got to watch that. Okay. We'll get into etiquette. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I okay. mean, this place is big, but if you are mobile, you can run into other people yeah. and we want to stay away from that.
2: Yeah. And you want to, you, if somebody else is there, you leave them alone. You stay out of their area. Um, Be respectful. Mo- yeah. Yeah. And moose travel a lot. So you like, These guys are hunting a spot and you can just imagine like, hey, these guys are trying to call in moose from a huge area potentially to this one little spot. A lot of guys we said before, don't leave the lake. But for us, the the boat has been absolutely crucial because we've been floating our moose out. Instead of having to physically pack them for, I mean, Justin killed his bull two seasons ago, six miles back. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely insane. Completely unreasonable under most circumstances to pack. It it would kill. It would kill two men for sure. How heavy? How heavy? One hundred twenty pound load each time. So uh, yeah, ten loads. Yeah, it would eighty to a hundred pounds apiece. You know, it's
0: it would eat up your entire time out there. Well, yeah. yeah. So (coughs) so here's the deal. So let's answer the question specifically on boat. There's two ways you can go about the boat situation. Um, There are most of these guys up there. They'll rent you a rat like. We're talking like a big uh, NRS raft, like a 14-footer with a motor. So like a whole rowing frame and motor. Now, this,
1: this, this cuts into your weight. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah, this is no. a couple
0: hundred pounds of weight okay. here. So okay. you got to think about this. So that's a big one. If you're going to be tooling on big lakes, you can get this big NRS raft. Generally speaking, that's what it'll be. Um, it's an extra like trip. A three to five horse motor so it's on the back and, and, back. and fuel. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one option and that's, op- uh, that's a great option on big lakes. Um, and still, even if that, that they usually charge about a hundred bucks a day for it. So if you're out there for two weeks, um, you're looking at 1500 bucks, but it costs Plus you 1500 the bucks to yeah, move. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, yeah. Okay. It adds so up for think sure. about
0: that though. Yeah. So you're <laughs> kind of money ahead with a wrap, but okay. So the option that we've kind of gone to though is, believe it or not, the best raft that we've found for this situation is a Mariner 4. Yep. Four-person raft. By Intex. I think it costs like 279 or $300. So that,
1: that, that, that would be a Walmart thing. This it? is it's a Walmart. Okay, so, so we hated on Walmart. Now we're not hating no, on Walmart. No, 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 okay. no, Everything
0: Walmart isn't totally of the devil, you know? Okay. It's <laughs> just a little bit of it. <laughs> no, so. Um, China. China. Um, so, yeah, it's this Mariner 4. Okay. Yeah. The best built raft I mean, we have By run far. this thing into the sharp. It's good, heavy, durable. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. oar locks on there. Yeah. It's, Bring 300, it it's $300. <laughs> so the thing is totally oh, is disposable. It really? That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then here's the best part about it. If you read, you'll go on and you'll look at the Intex Mariner and it'll say 80 pounds or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What makes up most of the weight of that, um, that bottom is the, they have a floor insert in there that's yeah. like 40 or 50 pounds yeah and so we just discard the floor insert yeah and we use the raft it's like 12 feet long i mean we fit a whole moose floating down and a two shallow man river and a, a a fully grown man and one that hasn't quite you know he's, he's still working on it yeah so for two and, guys, one one and half me men, yet. one and a half <clears> men can ride in there <laughs> That like so, show, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, but so that, that Intex Mariner four, I mean, right, can I, I, I oversell and and here? Air- men, by no, the way. that's what we're
1: dealing with right now. Yeah, we've, Sorry,
2: uh, he just agreed with us. Yeah, we've um, yeah. I mean, we've run rapids, we've hit rocks, we've hit sharp where we are taking the boat down. There's these sharp, nasty willow roots and branches beaver sticking chewed. out. Beaver chewed, yeah. Beaver chewed, sharp, nasty, jagged things that are just like ready to rip your. Yeah, with the pointy teeth, really selling. Yeah, with the pointy me. teeth. So this
1: raft,
0: it, how it's much does it weigh down? down. Do
1: you have, to, you have to? So yeah.
0: So here's. So we divide it. So the main raft itself is probably about thirty pounds. Mm. Yeah. So imagine this: you got ten loads at hundred pounds apiece, or you go and get your raft that's 30 pounds, throw it on one guy's back. And then the other guy will take pump paddles. So and when I'm seats. looking
1: at a, when I'm looking at a video of you guys and you've got the Everly stock backpack and yeah. you've got like this mm. big, like, like you raft. Know, yeah. That's Drone what on. that is. It's yeah. the raft. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering, yeah. cause it didn't look like the backpack. I remember you seeing, yeah. I, I remember looking at one of the videos and I'm like, that is not an Everly stock. Back-. I see a, no. co- a cover. I yeah. see an Everly stock cover. But and you're, and you're using that frame, yeah. that frame that they have, which is awesome. Yeah. And then, and then it's, but it's like this giant growth coming off your back. And I'm like, what is that? That's not a backpack. Yeah. It's the raft.
0: Yeah. It's the raft. Oh, so, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. That's Alaska. that's how you're able spot. to run around so light too. You know, you're like, so, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, depending great. on okay. where, Good. what I'm doing. So yeah. Yeah, here's how I've done it is, um, I just shipped that raft directly to Alaska. Okay. To your air taxi. Uh, shit. That's how I've been doing it. So, um. We've done two up there, so I ship one directly to him.
1: So then, what are you eating when you're out there? Because when I'm watching videos, I see that you're fishing a lot and stuff. Do you, do you bring enough food for the whole week, for the whole, whole couple of weeks? Or are you figuring that we're going to kill something, we're going to eat something, so we don't need to bring...
2: That like figures one. in for sure that we're going to kill something. We're going to have some food. You, I mean, There's other things that you can hunt up there. Rabbits, ptarmigan, get fish, all that stuff. Yeah. but um you have to plan for the worst case scenario so we always end up having extra food at the end of the hunt but i mean we've dealt with it like shane and adam they're notoriously bad <laughs> about packing extra food it, you have to have extra food you have to have high calorie lightweight mobile stuff that you can cook with your jet boil so and that's just the fact is there you- any
0: resources that people can look
1: up to know what they should should be grabbing? yeah i
2: mean so we have a lot of experience
0: eating out there, um, the Peak refuels are amazing.
2: Uh, there's a lot of free strike really food out
0: there. I would say Peak refuel for me. Their flavors, the the calories that you get out of them, the um, lack of water that you have to use. Very yeah, low. there's a lot of factors that contribute to that.
1: I, yeah. I've I've uh I've spent a lot of time on the Appalachian Trail and I've I've hiked a bunch of it. And I remember you know doing backpack hikes. Yeah, uh, I would always factor in like a pound and a half to two pounds of food per day. You know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and if I had, yeah. if, I had a, if I had a pound and a half of food, you know, uh, on on the hike, then I knew like, okay, this is what, you know, so yeah. when you were calculating it out, you know, I, I think that sometimes we like to overestimate how much we need. And yeah. a lot of times I could just weigh what my food is, you yeah. know, I would know. Okay, oh, interesting. Yeah. I, it, it turned out that way. Yeah. yeah. So what I did was I, I did some testing before I went hiking and I did some testing on, you know, what I, what I actually can eat feel satisfied for and then i factored in of course all the exercise and you Mm -hmm. know you you know hiking you know 10-15 miles and you're like okay what am i going to be hungry for and i found that depending on what i was packing if it was good food you know um like you know the peak refuels for example if it weighed about a pound and a half and then two pounds would be like excess like it gives me extra nice then i knew this is how much i needed yeah. If it weighed more than that, I knew I needed to cut back. And if it weighed like half a pound, or like I would put it on a scale. Yeah. And if it weighed, you know, if it weighed less, then I was like, okay, maybe I should add a couple, a little bit more. Just okay. Really calorie dense foods, like you'll find, really calorie dense foods, they're heavy.
2: Yeah. So just, just just it. yeah, like you know you pick yeah you like a stroopwaffle that thing just tiny it's yeah but just
1: notice it like next time hmm. that you're in your kitchen That's yeah. good. when you go to grab something and if it's light it's not necessarily calorie dense, Yeah, you know, whereas something that's, that's heavier, you know, it, it's going to be more calorie dense. So yeah. when that's you're a good insight, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So on the food side, my recommendation would simply be to have more than you need. Um, mm-hmm. If you've watched any of our yeah. videos, there was uh there was one, uh, there's a video called the real Alaska um, with me and Shane and I killed a moose and we ran out of food for a few days. Mm-hmm. I lost 15 pounds in four days. That's awesome. After we ran out of food and all we ate was moose meat. <laughs> yeah. And it was so miserable. Like moose yeah. meat for breakfast, lunch yeah. and dinner. Breakfast was the worst yeah. when you're, we boiled the moose meat. It was just terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing um, worse than boiled moose. Yeah. So I would take a lot. I, of I know, right? Yeah. Oh, all shame on you. A few strategic yeah. things yeah. that I think through are, um, Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and snacks. And snacks. Yeah, like, what are you going to... snacks. It's, it, you know what? It sounds funny, but you got to just kind of think through, what do I want to eat over the course of a day? Yeah. Um, you usually have... I think there's for, also an adjustment. I'm sorry.
1: You know, totally. there would be yeah. an adjustment for like what your daily life is like, you know, uh, when you're not hunting and you're not out in the wilderness. Yeah. But when you're, when you're actually out there, you know, like there's going to be an adjustment of what you're eating and how you're eating. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. So yeah. I plan... We plan two pre... So for us, when we're packing, we pan two peak refuels a day, mm-hmm. um, and then I always have something like oatmeal, like Quaker oatmeal. I was going to say that instant. Yeah, packs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always get like the peaches and cream, strawberries yeah. and cream. Oh, all no. of those. yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes we bring some. Well, we don't not sometimes, but we always mm-hmm. bring uh, pancake mix with us and ramen and okay. ramen because yep. ramen we mix in with uh, with meat, either moose meat or. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen you, you guys do that a lot. Yeah. That's great, and those are cheap, right? A peak refuel, man. They're. Mm-hmm. 13 14 bucks i'd say right summer sausage
1: is also another thing that people oh yeah grab. you know you grab some summer sausage as, yeah. as kind of like give you yeah. some fat and protein right yeah. There. yeah
2: and then lots of like nature valley granola bars stuff mm-hmm. like that justin came up something with something really great this year while we were up there um if you like smoked oysters i don't normally like smoked oysters but justin put smoked oysters in the ramen game changer yeah. Yeah. so much flavor yeah, there's like a, a high calorie, calorie. Yeah. it was ramen. delicious it yeah. was phenomenal yeah, Soy flavor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I, I've had some friends that are... I, I've had some, uh, some Asian friends that what they do is they take the ramen, they take the ramen packets and they crush it up. They'll yep. they'll, they'll open it up, they'll pull out uh, uh, a seasoning packet and they'll put it on the side and then they'll kind of hold it closed and crush the ramen up. Yep. And then they would take that seasoning packet and kind of sprinkle it in there. Oh, it's yeah. a little... Snack oh, and right just here. eat it.
2: Yeah, yeah, just eat it like that. If All you're dehydrated, that's a really bad idea. I've done that
0: before. It's <laughs> so horrible. the the other two things, though, here, while, just don't while I'm be dehydrated about it, on food. Yeah. Um. Number one, a good water filter. We've gotten I've gotten giardia twice. Colton's gotten it up there in Alaska yeah. because of lack of a good water filter. Um. So got to have a good water filter. Boil your water and keep it boiling for a while if you don't have a water filter. And then um the other thing is, I have never had mountain ops in my life, Uh but. I would bring something to flavor your water. Yeah, we because bring after Mio two, after two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I know a lot of guys. The only reason I bring up mountain ops because I know a lot of guys we like can, to run.
1: You do scratch. You know, yeah. you something. Like, or something like that. Yeah, you know,
0: so we'll bring, um, we'll bring like lemonade mix. We'll yeah, bring all sorts of stuff just to, It's
2: so nice yeah, after you've been. we running, running water for days. We've been running Mio, the little squirt in. I know those. Yeah. Those things are so good in your it's backpack. Funny. You could just yeah, ultra light, and you can make so many drinks and make it as strong as you want, and. They're pretty cheap overall. I do do
1: a lot of like the um, mountain biking, the mountain bike races. And so like when we're, when we're you know like on the bike the on the bike fuel is like very calorie dense as well so yeah. it, it's yeah. not just you're not just having an electrolyte drink yeah. but you're also having something that has like 100 200 calories in it more, yeah you know meo's zero so, calories yeah Meal's yeah. mean <laughs> zero that's what i'm saying though but like, but that might also help cut down on weight yeah, when people good. are trying to figure out their food situation yeah. Yeah. and it's like well i need a few more you know i need more calories well if you you know you get a few scoops of scratch or some like hammer nutrition they've got like a They've got different different drink mixes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, these are what endurance athletes use, yeah. but they're able to, you know, in that in that bottle, in a bottle of water, then they'll have like 200 calories in there. Yeah. And they are flavoring their water and they're doing well.
0: You can so use Yeah, apps, I, I think the big thing with food, if we were just want to sum that up and move on, yeah. is it does... Like bring what you wanna bring, but make sure you bring enough of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's yeah, a everybody's good. a little different. Right? How different. That's yeah. how we that's yeah. how we roll, but yeah. bring what you want to bring, but man, yeah, bring enough of it. That's yeah, gotcha. Gotcha for the duration. But okay. definitely so, bring so, seasoning.
1: So then so then you you mentioned the jet boil a whole lot, you know. But then um <laughs> definitely bring seasoning. <laughs> you, you 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 mentioned the jet boil a lot. So what are you are you able to are you allowed to do like an open fire or is it no no open fires?
0: Depending Depends. where you are, you have to have a fire pit or be burning on rock um, if you're hunting in some of the state parks and stuff, which is totally foreign for us down here in the lower 48 that you can hunt in a state park like Yellowstone, but you can do it up there. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it's just so bizarre. Um, but there are some regulations permitting stuff that goes in there. Your air taxi guy would know that again. Okay. Back to the air taxi guy. So there's
1: permitting for the fire? The, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Um, or no, you just have to have a fire pan and stuff. Okay. If you do that in certain places, yeah. not in all places. Yeah. but. Um, when it comes to the jet boil, talk about, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we get to survival gear too. The jet boil is the most versatile, amazing tool of the century. Like those guys should have gotten the Nobel Peace Prize for inventing the jet boil. Easily. Because, yeah. I mean, we're always cooking coffee. When you're glassing, coffee or tea is amazing, warms you up. Um, you're cooking your food in there, and then way i have started more fires in serious situations when it's like life or death with a jet boil because you got yourself a weed burner sitting there it's a torch right yeah, you just plug yeah, that thing and in you, and start it you up start and you up can start anything wet, you can dry wet. out anything with it yeah. and start something on fire and a lot of people don't think about the jet boil i've even taken the jet boil and when i were in really like I've, i was hunting grizzlies back in 2012 we were on a 15 day backpack hunt in the spring and we got so cold on this glassy knob i put water in my jet boil and i started boiling rocks Boiling rocks? Boiling mm-hmm. rocks in the water, heating the rocks up and then putting them in my jacket. Oh, okay. We've even done it to where right, you, so, bo- you heat the rocks up and you yeah. put them in your shoes to yeah. um, dry them out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. there's 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 a lot of that's options. Very, with the, that's very clever. Yeah, so yeah. the jet boil actually opens up yeah. a lot of opportunity. It's super light. Yeah. Everybody should have their own. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, in watching and seeing, you know, again, I'm not, I've, I've never done the Alaska thing, but what I would say, there's also another alternative that people might be thinking of. Oh, I'm going to use a MSR Pocket Rocket, which is a very, which is a much yeah. smaller unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, based on what I've seen, what you guys are doing, I would not recommend that. I would recommend going straight for the big.
2: The big yeah, cost. yeah, you want go, a good go in, container. You want
1: sufficient. You yeah. want something sufficient because, like, if it's not sufficient, you're going to be suffering. And yeah. we
2: and we pick berries while we're up there, so we shove oh, our boil really? full okay. of berries and it's it's bring those over. back to
1: it's camp. It's a, it's so versatile. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So so the next thing that uh, I, I'm thinking of is you've you've talked about how isolated you are. You've talked about like so you've been you've been dropped off, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You have you know um you know you have the plane fly, you know goes off and you're there. And you're like, okay, now we're stuck. How do you reach people? Like, is there cell phone coverage? Is there, like, like, are you, like, there's a cold question here. It, so, 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 like, in other words, how do you not die? What if there's an emergency? What do you do? What's all the prep work involved in that? Cause you're, you know,
2: yeah, we're stuck out there. Yeah. yeah. And like we've said before, you get weather and then you're stuck for days. So, uh, a few of the main things that we bring you bring a med kit. Have a tourniquet with you. Have all your a tourniquet is explain for people. A tourniquet to cut off your blood flow out of your leg or wherever. If you cut so it's yourself, like a strap or get, that, yeah, you have yeah. a strap and you yeah. cut off the blood flow. Can people so use a belt. Oh yeah, people use belt. You can use all sorts of things, but okay. a, a good tourniquet is um, important. Um, you don't. Again, you don't know how long you're going to be out there. I've heard of guys that slice their leg and then they're out there for a few days. They end up losing their leg, of course, but they don't die. So, and you could get, you could get into an issue with bears, all sorts of stuff. So bring a first aid kit. Have, I bring antibiotics with me every time. Uh, you you just don't know. Um, we have some pain medication, um, leave Advil, Tylenol, whatever. I want to talk about pain medication for a second. I have a
0: friend that broke his leg on a, um, on a mountain goat hunt. And then I got another friend that, um, tore his ACL on a sheep on a sheep hunt the ACL guy had to crawl out 18 miles from his sheep hunt crawled yeah. out 18 miles. My other friend had to get um, medevaced off the mountain with the, the thing. So one thing that when he talks about painkillers um, we keep, uh, I have hydros, hydrocodone in my, I, um, yeah, in my, my backpack. So I have, so. A, I have a, a prescription form, just a few, because think about this. Like if you got a snapped in half leg, yeah, you go to a doctor and get a prescription for it. And then, um, so I, you got a snapped in half leg. Yeah, and you're out there for three days. You're gonna want something to manage that pain. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah,
2: no, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, yeah, that so was kinda... we yeah we bring painkillers with <laughs> us. Have you guys um, have you
1: guys ever had like a, a really severe medical emergency?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got I got thrown off of a horse. Um, what? How old? Five years. The, ago? Uh, five. Five. Five and a half. So ago. five and a half years ago, I got thrown off of a horse in Hell's Canyon, and um, I was twelve miles back. I ended up having to be life flighted out because. I was all busted up, broke all sorts of my shoulders, broke ribs, you name it. It wasn't wise for me to ride back out. So they flew me out. Um, But that's another part of the survival thing. We run in reaches and we have a global rescue service plan. In
1: reaches is a, is a, is a, unit satellite communicator. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you can,
2: yeah, Yeah. you can text from it. Um, It has navigation on it as well. Uh, The nice thing, I know a lot of guys, they want to shave some weight. Which inReach do you use? There's two of them. Uh, we use the Explorer SE, the larger one. Okay. Um, the one that you can actually physically text from. I know a lot of guys run the smaller one um, to save some weight. But if anything ever happens to your phone, you're done for. Like, you can hit SOS on that thing, so, but you can't text anymore. Technically. Yeah, yeah, he's I, on this one. I have the small one. You can text off of it? You can yeah. text on it, yeah. Oh, it's preset messages. Su- no, no, it's, no you can, it's,
1: very, it's It's a. It's a pain, but you can do it. You can text. Do they have a
2: screen on it now?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got a little screen. Um, because we cause where where we live, we live like way out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and we don't have cell service, so I you know I was like, well, if I'm out, you know, riding my bike or or my wife is out, you know, okay. running, you know, trying to get. Yeah. to... There's no cell service. There's nothing. So okay. we got an inreach, and um, yeah, the the little mini one. Yeah. You, they do have that. Yeah. You oh, can, you, I it, haven't
2: noticed the screen yeah, on yeah, them yeah, before. Yeah. So.
1: Well, but but yeah, but you know the the preset messages are pretty good. So what we did with yeah. the preset messages is. We we because there's they only give you four of them, you okay. know? So so you can change what they are though. You can yeah. change what what you're looking at. Yep. And so what I did was like on one of the messages to kind of make up space. If I send it twice, it's always
2: like if if this message comes to you
1: twice. It's, yeah, it's a bad deal. Okay, gotcha. You know? So gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah. we run the larger ones, okay. so, um, because they do have navigation on them. If, I, okay. again, if anything happens to your phone, you have to get. Yeah, it's yeah. You never know. Yeah. It, we use them all over the place, from Alaska to Arizona. It, the nice thing is, is that the global rescue plan that you can get with it, you combine that and what is it, a hundred bucks a year or something 150, like that? Fifty, I think, yeah. is what I pay for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so that that's that. Yeah. But, but you're
2: you know, medevac anywhere. Literally yeah. anywhere. You could be in the middle of China and they will literally pull China. you out of there. Yeah. yeah. But they well, will, They maybe will, not China, but yeah. Well, there's <laughs> yeah. a couple of different, so, there's, they've, so they've so, actually yeah. gone in and pulled people out of countries yeah. that they were on vacation there. And, and there are a couple of different there.
1: services too. So there are a couple of different, like, like you said, you use global rescue, right? Yeah. There's another service. I forget what it's called, but I would, I would recommend that people, um, I would recommend that people that are listening to this do some research and, yeah. Choose the one that's going to be best for them, because yep. one has one particular type of coverage and the other one doesn't we we don't have time to go into it at yeah, all yeah. but that would could be a, a um, something that they need to know about because some of them some of them will deal more um if you have special medical conditions yeah they'll they'll handle it differently, yeah. so I would recommend that whoever's listening to that definitely get one of those services,
2: yeah no, but, it, but it, do it's, the research it, on those services it's necessary yeah. The, yeah. the thing is it it's back to the okay, you don't want to spend four hundred bucks, but you know what the <laughs> I don't want to die either. The inreach and yeah. that plan, yeah. are worth your life. It, they yeah. just
1: are. Yeah. I spend ten dollars a month or eleven dollars a month on my own. Yeah, it, and you you reduced. can vary
2: the plans. It, some like we're out in the woods constantly, so we have a certain plan that we yeah, go you have with.
1: Yeah, you have a bit different one. Yeah. yeah,
2: but um, it's cheap. Yeah, it really is. It's in cheap comparison, and in and com- if you yeah. have anything happen to you, yeah. you're talking about. Tens of thousands of dollars, especially in a place like Alaska, you're you're looking at so much money. It, it's worth it just to spend a little bit extra and have that peace of mind. So, are you able to use that reach to be able to get in touch with your
1: your you know your your flight? Yeah. So how how yeah. do you get in touch we're with gonna, that person? Yeah, so
0: we're texting through it, right? So, okay. Um, if you're somebody that connects with your family on a daily basis, you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. text them. You can't make calls through it, so know that you can't yeah. make a call. It's yeah. only texting. Yeah. Um. And so, but we'll text our pilot. We coordinate everything. We can check weather. So strategically hunting, like if we know that we don't know there's a big storm coming in, but we can check the weather and see, oh man, it's going to be raining in the next three days. Um, So there's some things like that that are really cool about it. So Uh, the pilot
1: does have your, your in reach as well. Yeah. Yeah, We just text to his his phone. And and that way that's how they are. They're able to know if there's in case of an emergency, they know to come.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. So it's a, it's a great valuable resource. So I think summing up the emergency stuff, like the survival stuff, um, in would be top of my list there. And then jet boil, I would throw right in there with it. I think oh, really? that's an yeah. amazing all around okay. tool. Um, okay. you need to have fire starting ability anywhere. If you yeah. can get warm, if you can start a fire, stay warm. Um, that's half the battle. And then pain, pain management. I think that's a, that's a really essential pain management, wound management, like Colton said, first aid kit. Yeah. Think through those things, make sure they're in your kit. Cause I heard a story. I don't know who it was. Um, but a friend of mine knew a guy, they were skinning out a caribou. And, um, he went funk right into his femoral artery and they watched him bleed out in a couple of minutes.
2: Yeah. Just like, I mean, it's just small well, things but that's like Just, a, just a, a ridiculous mistake, but it happens. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have a, we have a buddy of ours. He's, uh, he does a safari medic kits. Yeah. And those things, I mean, he's, he's, or- he yeah, yeah, he's an orthopedic surgeon. he's an orthopedic surgeon. What's his so, name? Brian. Yeah. So, um, but Brian, he put a lot of heart and soul into those kits. Yeah. And tried to lay out something that... Knowledge. Yeah, and knowledge. And and he, he laid out something that will actually save your life out in the woods. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, people should definitely yeah, take so him yeah, out. So yeah, check him and, out. And again, that's a friend of yours. It's not a sponsor. That's a friend. Yeah, he's just yeah, a friend of right. guys, yeah. You guys have known so, him forever. Yeah, we've hunted together a lot of years. So, yeah. We've known yeah. him for, what, 12 years now
1: or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something, so. Yeah, that's very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's up in New York, I think. He's
2: based in New York? Yeah. He's out in New York now. Yeah. He's been all over. There you go.
1: <laughs> very good yeah all right uh anything else in regards to that so i uh, what, what i gathered in regards to the survival gear i mean like a lot of people i think that what they do is they think about i'm going to be i'm going to i'm going to gear up for all the survival gear and i'm going to be there for like as long as humanly possible and they think about shows like alone here you, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. you ever see that yeah yeah okay so then they are thinking that but really what they should be thinking of is it's basically like your get home bag
0: Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's definitely whatever
1: you can do to try to get back and get back to civilization so that you're not.
0: And again, as we're going through this, uh, just keep in mind, this is all stuff. These first two parts of the series here are all about before we even go to Alaska, everything we need to get together. Yeah. And some of some people will have all this stuff together. This is where a trip gets expensive. If this is a once in a lifetime trip is trying to get all this stuff to make it a solid trip.
2: So,
1: so I guess then the, the next thing, okay, so we've got all the superfluous gear. Um, People like to talk about guns. Do you want to talk yeah. about guns for a minute?
0: No, I hate guns. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm not much of a gun person yeah. myself. I'm like legitimately. Yeah. Cause there's guys that there's guys that are just infatuated with guns. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just a tool. So, I mean, if you've watched any of our videos, you see me using it like a walking stick. Um, I learned, I that. died a
1: little inside. Yeah, when did that. A lot yeah. of people did
0: yeah. um, and do yeah. still. Yeah but no so yeah I, it's a tool so is there is there an a, adequate tool
1: is that so when you're saying inadequate tool so what should people look how about minimum requirements that people should be looking
0: for okay you know? so first so, moose i ever killed yeah in alaska in alaska 25 out six with 117 grain oh, guides are gonna hate you
1: now <laughs> they're gonna hate you because everybody's shot, gonna want to take their 25 out six
0: went down the weakest, worst gun I ever could. You know what? You could. So many it. things got away. I have seen. <laughs> I've seen some of the natives up there. Um, and when I say like the First Nations people, I've seen them shoot moose with twenty twos. Right. So, all things are possible. Uh, well, you know, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but not all. <laughs> things, not things are recommended. Yeah, not all things are recommended. What, so.
1: what was it? Not all things are per- permissible. for Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: All things are lawful for me, but not yeah. all things are. Yeah helpful yeah helpful. Helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so when it comes to a gun though uh, i think of three things so you want a rifle you want a, a backup sidearm for in the brush uh, because a lot of your time you're spending in the brush so if you do have an issue with a bear or even a moose like we've been charged one of our videos we got majorly charged on a wound from a wounded moose um you cannot swing your gun In that brush. brush. No. You cannot swing a four foot long gun. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a gun, why would you need to have, you have a rifle, why would you need to have a a pistol? We generally, not all of us pack one guy with a pistol, one guy with a rifle. Um, You always have a, there's there's another group, um, friends of mine, and they had a situation with a brown bear up there. It's a video they just put out and um, they've got a rifle jammed and the brown bear comes in and it's a total situation. Right, yeah. and they didn't have. They had. They ended up. The pistol ended up being the thing that took care of the situation for him. Right, and so yeah. making sure that you have a couple of rifle or a rifle and a backup gun. Do you guys only take one rifle? Yeah, generally I would if recommend. Have, it It's nice yeah. to have two rifles. Stuff goes okay. wrong. I've had scopes fail on me, and yeah, stuff like I was going to that. say that, yeah. that, that
1: that feels a little sketch to me. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah.
0: rifles. I would say thirty caliber and up. So I killed my. I would never recommend or ever do that again with a twenty five out six. I've seen guys shoot them with two seventies. I mean, you got Jack O'Connor, right? Yeah. Like. I'm just is awesome
1: I, I love the 270. 270 is an awesome that, round, but let yeah. me tell
0: you what, when you're standing face to face at 20 or 30 yards mm-hmm. with an eight to ten foot brown bear. Yeah. Um you don't want your two seventy <laughs> feels pretty <laughs> underwhelming in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Your pistol and
2: feels very underwhelming in yeah. that situation. Your
0: pistol, you might as well just mm. throw that thing in the river. Well at that in that situation. Like yeah. pistols, I've shot so many bears with pistols after they're wounded or whatever. And mm. they just keep the going. The bear just sits there and doesn't even it doesn't even phase them. Yeah. And like a big brown bear, yeah. like you might as well just I, I know. I know you guys. Him. You guys are definitely. <laughs> you you guys
1: definitely like the larger magnums. You like the thirty calibers and up. I I probably say that though. wouldn't people, what if somebody is gun shy though? So like not gun shy, but rather you know, recoil you shy. Yeah, you don't want them to have a, a flinch. You want to make sure like an accurate shot is more important than anything. Throw totally muzzle break on. So yeah.
0: <sighs> muzzle break it. I. You know what? I would even say we're on the light end. Like so, we shoot three hundred Weatherby mags, um, and. I'm kind of lazy in that regard, so I, I run the same bullet all the time um, for everything, and I run the same gun I, all the time. I, for I'm everything. aware. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are aware of yeah. how lazy I am when it comes to that. Um <laughs> You know, so but I am making a switch this year. I'm moving to a 300 PRC, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be shooting the 212 grain mm-hmm. ELDXs out mm-hmm. of it. That's yep. my plan yep. for this year. Yep, that's the plan. Um, and so a little bit more knockdown power, I think, mm-hmm. is going to be the result of it. But you know what? I mean moose you got to remember so i'm not my consideration isn't just moose when i have a rifle in my hand it's also the brown bears when i'm mm-hmm.
1: hunting there okay so that so yeah. that's really what people should be thinking about because so because, yeah, a moose, yeah.
0: You, a moose is an ungulate you're like you don't have to i mean if they stomp on you and charge you you got problems yeah, yeah i want stopping power though and the thing mm-hmm. is like with my 300 weatherby i think the stats are on it like the the energy at the muzzle is like 4,000 something pounds mm-hmm. which is a lot right and yeah, so it's a little bit you're gonna blow. Yeah. You're gonna blow something over backwards when it yeah, comes at you. Yeah,
1: I think that the other thing that people need to uh, to realize, and we can get into the weeds with the ballistics, but when you when you're shooting something like that, you can also shoot something else that would be this uh, a similar amount of you know four thousand pounds. You know, let's say I mean you could be shooting a forty five seventy lever yeah. action. You know, yeah, and it's and that is a considerable gun, and that'll put down a brown bear and it'll put down oh, yeah. a moose. Yeah. but it's not going to have the distance on it.
2: No. Totally. Yeah. So, so that's the other
1: thing. Yeah. So, quickly. so uh, taking into good considerations, you know, all, all, you know, all the above when it comes to yeah. what yeah. to actually shoot. So, what are you running for a sidearm?
0: So, I, I've i been running a 10 millimeter.
1: I do, feel do like you guys it's both, totally. I'm sorry. Do you guys both have different guns for sidearms? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah do. So, you each have a sidearm.
0: Yeah. I am so, I am, I don't know. I am anti semi automatic
2: pistols. Mm-hmm. You can jam, you have so many issues. Revolver, I have already so, click, and it goes click.
1: Old Smith and Wesson yeah. revolver. So you you are not running a ten millimeter. Or- I
2: am running a
0: ten millimeter, and to be honest with you, I've like shot a couple of grouse and stuff with it, and they keep charging him. I, keep, I was just thinking. Just that. No. So get this though. <clears throat> There's nothing that makes you feel uh, as sick as when you shoot a grouse or a ptarmigan with your pistol, and it jams. Yeah. And I've got a nice one. I've got a Dan Wesson. It's $2,500. Yeah. That's the problem. You should, you should have a Glock. (laughs) I should have a Glock. I mean, well, that's when you're in the nasty brush and like, there's just so much going on and so many opportunities. There's so many moving parts that I'm fully aware of the whole Glock situation, but 10 millimeter to start with, if you look at the just raw data on a 10 millimeter versus a 44. And forty four is even on the small start. A lot of these yeah. guys are running four fifty four. A
1: ten millimeter will touch the forty four, but
0: yeah, it's not like what I am running. 500, 500 pounds of Colton's running like seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. yeah, at the muzzle, right? So it's you got considerable amount more knockdown power. I, I think I am going to switch over to um one of the the, the lightweight um, revolvers. What yeah. are those things called? I don't even know. The yeah. titanium. The titanium. There is one that because yeah. I don't shoot it a whole lot. And yeah. my, so here is how I th- yeah. here is how I think about that yeah. gun. That gun for me is. It's such a last resort. Like it is when an animal is on top of me. That's how I think about that pistol. Right. So yeah, that right. pistol is not my first, like I'm not going to throw down my 300 and pick up my pistol when a bear's charging me. Like right. my first course of actions to
1: try to swing your rifle. Hit it with you a rifle yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's like a last, cu- like you can't move kind of revenant style, right? The bear's yeah. on top of you. It's throwing you, you around. You love that movie too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah. And that's when the outdoor edge isn't going to cut it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They, they... <laughs> Uh, i that have, that one st- won't. have to stand that, over that justin and tell him won't. to blink if he wants me to kill him <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah. usual stuff yeah gotcha <laughs> no
0: so yeah All right, very good the things i consider yeah. uh you want something with knockdown power yeah. i'm not just now, thinking I know about
2: the moose i know
1: there is a uh there's a there's a cartridge out there it's very interesting i can get into the weeds about yeah. guns but the 460 Casull. Um, um, no, yeah, yeah you got that there's another one um Oh, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna forget about it. You know, but there, there's a semi-automatic one that has the
0: oh yeah oh, 45 yeah. win mags yeah, 45 no. wind mags. They're old. They're amazing. Oh really? yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They it's have like great power, comparable to a 44. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, but, but I've just yeah, seen all yeah. sorts of just over the years. I've just seen stuff fail and get dirty yeah. and. Maintenance. I mean, You know, when it comes to semi-auto That's pistols, nineteen and stuff, you got to maintain them. That's what yeah. I'd be worried yeah. about more. Justin's
2: not. Exactly He's terrible, really I know, he is. Well, we're hard. If you watch our stuff, we're hard. Well, oh yeah, no, yeah. So I've, had really, think, I've had a forty-four since I was I think, sixteen I think, years old. I think. I think
1: just I think um, Colton babies his rifles far more than you do. Yeah. He does. Not, really, <laughs> not really.
2: I don't. I don't clean them very often either. Yeah. I've had a. I've had a forty-four since I was yeah. sixteen years old. It's a Smith and Wesson forty-four. Yeah. I've been running. Buffalo bore mono metals in it the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I have great retention. Those things do not come apart. They go through. He's placed
1: out in Idaho. Yeah. He's yeah. done in salmon. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, but I've been running that 44 for years
1: mm-hmm.
2: and guided black bear with it. And I know a black bear is not a brown bear by any sort of the imagination, but I have killed a lot of black bears that were charging me that got wounded by clients. Mm-hmm. And I've, I had it fail me one time and it was due to the fact that some brush got in between the hammer and the firing pin. Mm-hmm. That was it ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't clean that thing. I've cleaned it like once mm-hmm. in 14 years. Yeah. So that thing, I pull the trigger and it goes, boom. Yeah. And whatever I hit, if I hit it. The thing <laughs> is though, that one time, that one time would be when they kill you. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah but so, this, the, the, the semi-autos, they jam so much so, more often. So
1: the other thing that, that I, that I see is uh, you guys, sometimes you'll take a shotgun with you. yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. okay yeah i I mean it depends where you're at there's so much opportunity out there a 22 or a shotgun yeah or even a 223 like there's all sorts of game out there what i could
1: imagine would be really good uh can you run slugs in that shotgun yeah Yeah. okay so 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 like let's let's say you guys let let, well let's say you know one guy's got he it's justin's turn to kill the moose yeah colton's already gotten a monster justin's trying to one up his brother yeah and so colton gets to walk around with the shotgun
2: yeah. yeah, and you, you could get, have just in case you could have yeah. slugs with you if you yeah, wanted to. there the, you go. The biggest okay. thing for us is that we, we're videoing, so yeah. it, like yeah, having a, a hand free. It's just right. It's not. Right. It's not possible, really, yeah. with a shotgun. Um, while somebody's actively, you mean you hunting. guys don't
1: have like a giant camera crew following you? No, no, no <laughs> just the two of us. Just, yeah. Oh, that's cute. I was just thinking yeah. that too. <laughs> All right, yeah. so the, so you've so so last thing you've you've now made the shot. You've you've killed the biggest moose in the world. And now you've got to worry about that meat, about handling that meat, getting that meat out, Yep. you know, uh, how's that work?
2: Bring yeah. eight to nine game bags. Game for bags. A mess. Okay. Yeah. So, so,
1: so then what kind of game mm-hmm. bags do you recommend? Like, I mean, what, it, so, so why don't you describe to somebody what a game bag is? I'm sure a lot of people know, but what makes it special? What makes a game it bag It allows special?
2: the, it allows the meat to breathe and mm-hmm. not stay hot and it keeps mm-hmm. the dirt and debris off of it. Can bugs so. get of it?
0: Yeah, they can still, depending on your game bag. If you get a real good um, thick material, not more of a cheesecloth kind of one. Mm -hmm. I think the caribou game bags, I think that's what they're called, aren't they? Something like that. They're real thick. The Alaska game bags that we use? Not the Alaskan game bags that we use. Um, There's also the thick, they don't have the cheesecloth. There's no way to get inside of it. And so flies can't lay any eggs in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Those are really good. Um,
1: That's what I'd be worried about because you guys always talk about how many bugs are out there. There's that famous picture of you with the... Yeah. mosquito net on and what yeah. people can't see in that photo is just like all the gnats surrounding your face yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah
0: so yeah no game bags um so when we're talking about prepping to get up there mm-hmm. the things i need to have in is i bring 10 game bags per person yeah. um we typically run the alaska game bags mm-hmm.
1: um what, what's the difference between the alaska game bags and the the other ones
0: uh, they're just all different material is gotcha. what they are so um yeah, it's Caribou gear. Is yeah. is that other one? Yeah, yeah those okay. Caribou gear, they're they're pretty incredible game bag. Yeah. Um they're a little bit more spendy, but they're gotcha. they're really solid. You want a okay. big game bag that you can fit a whole quarter. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you have to think about with moose, um legally you have to keep bone in on your quarters. Oh really? Yeah, you can bone oh, so you can't out. bone it out.
2: You can bone out ribs okay. and like back straps, stuff like okay. that. But this is also dependent on the unit. Look you have to look up the game handling in the unit. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: but yeah, so you gotta put those quarters whole in these game bags. So you need big game bags for this. Oh, okay. Okay. Um and then blades, I mean if you're a traditional knife guy, uh, make sure you got your sharpening stone and everything. A I, four inch blade. Yeah. I've worked yeah. everything up with a four inch blade up there. You don't need a you don't need a machete. Yeah. to yeah. work these moose up. Yeah. Um but I mean, we've been running the uh, outdoor edges for a yeah. while now. Yeah. And those yeah. are three and That's a half. Yeah, yeah. so I like a those traditional knife. Yeah.
1: Personally. Yeah. yeah. I, the the thing is, I know outdoor edge also has that, that traditional knife too, you know, yeah. for people we used um, uh, over in Pennsylvania, you know, killed a, uh, I killed a black bear this last year and, you know, my, my uncle had the outdoor edge knives and I was able to skin up, you know, he handed it off to me. It was a, not, not the replaceable blade like what you have. Oh, okay, it, was their, yeah. it was their fixed blade one. Yeah. And yeah. I, I liked it. You know, it handled really well. So, yeah. Very yeah. Cool. He picked it up at, from Walmart. There's,
2: Walmart, another, there's another Walmart drive. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. I'm just
1: saying. That's Walmart does carry good
2: brands. Well, I mean... <laughs> you just don't want to get like, uh, yeah. the tent. What, what does it call want our this? tent from Walmart? Yeah, we don't yeah. want a Sam's Club or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't... Uh, what's yeah. there?
1: Don't get yeah. your hunting gear from Walmart.
2: Yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. Not, for, there, Alaska. not for Alaska. Not for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything else that um, we should think about when we're talking about gear? Any any other last points that we didn't cover?
0: Uh, you know, there's always so much. It's hard yeah. to... It is. Yeah. Cool. But is those are the main ones bags, that, Things well, like that. But we're already over... sleeping bag. Yeah. 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 A light, warm but, sleeping okay, bag. Okay. So, okay. That doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it's, you know, you got to take care of yourself out there, but I, I think we just really wanted to stress the importance and kind of the thought process behind why we have some of these things with yeah. us like float, oh for rafts floating out moose so oh he just thought extra nets.
2: bring extra headnets, <laughs> headnets. extra headnets <laughs> uh, yeah more yeah. than just one yeah way more than just one <laughs> way more than just one okay yeah yeah because yeah, you lose right. them you would oh. not think that you could lose a net. okay but you can but you lose headnets so. oh and indeed and headnet and deep the bugs are
0: yeah. some guys don't like deep um yeah. we try to run it as minimal as possible this stuff's no. got to be toxic if the
1: I can't guarantee yeah. it. Guarantee Justin it. drinks Agent, it. Little Agent Orange, right yeah. there. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And we just got our podcast banned for me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they call yeah. it no, conspiracy. I yeah. I think that's okay. about it. And we're, yeah. you know, as we right. as we
0: continue through this series, we're going to be, um, yeah, the next one, we're going to be looking at really the actually getting there and the hunt itself. So yeah, those next two parts are going to be really centered around um, the actual hunt, sizing up these moose, everything. Uh, and then getting the animal back. But the real hope with these first couple is that you get everything that you need to square it away, all your groundwork done yeah. to get that accomplished. So, okay. yeah, I think that's, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. the way the cookie well, comes. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Now,
1: now, now I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have
0: to go to Alaska with you guys one of these years. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for joining us uh, on this part of the Prepping for Alaska series. And we hope that you will join us for part three as we really dive into the hunting side of it. God bless you all and we'll see you next time.